Welcome to the Love Is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, if you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo Agnian episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Hello, my loves. So here we are, the famous or infamous, depending on your perspective, week of love and also my birthday, my birthday week. Um, In case you fancy sending a card, it is on the 11th of February. I'll be turning 35 years young. I can't even believe it. But here we are. So, the difference with this Valentine's Day and previous ones is that none of us are going to be going anywhere or doing anything more exciting than what our living rooms are able to facilitate. Because I think last Valentine's Day, yeah, we were still, we'd heard of this sort of weird thing called COVID, um, but it was like going on in China and we didn't think it it was going to have any impact on us, little did we know. Um, So, Whatever your feelings about Valentine's Day may be, um, I am determined, well, not just determined, but confident that today's episode of the Love is Coming podcast is going to help you make this year's Valentine's experience your best yet. Now, I know that sounds like a tall order given the current circumstances, but I am deeply committed to finding a way to support you and and also deeply committed to having a great Valentine's experience myself. So if you are someone who detests Valentine's Day and everything that it stands for, or you're someone who is feeling miserable about your love life right now, or you believe COVID has ruined any chance of V-Day romance this year, then this episode, my darling, is for you. In in it, I'm going to be sharing why you've been getting Valentine's Day all wrong and how this is ruining your chances of finding love. I'll be sharing the Costa Rican mantra that will transform your Valentine's experience. Plus, I'll share how to guarantee the best Valentine's Day of your life this year, even if your love life is a hot mess. So let's dive straight in. But before we do, can I just take a quick sip of water? Bear with me. Okay, so why you've been getting Valentine's Day all wrong and how this is ruining your chances of finding love. So the most common thing that I hear people say about this is, and and actually my very darling fiance is a prime example of someone who does this. He's like, oh, it's just a big commercial bloody marketing ploy. Um, And I'm not saying that he's completely wrong. Obviously, Clinton Cards um, is loving to cash in there. But then if you're going to think like that, then then so is Christmas a huge marketing ploy. And I'd actually say Christmas far more so because it goes on forever. Um, so, you know, I think that before you give Valentine's Day a shitty time, I want you just to think about, do you say the same thing about Christmas? Do you say the same thing about Easter eggs when they're out in Tesco's for like five months? Um, because if you don't, and it's Valentine's Day that's getting the shitty end of the deal, 
could this, and I'm not saying it's true, I'm just wanting you to just challenge yourself and ask yourself, could this potentially mean that you perhaps feel a tad bit bitter about romance? Now, I would say Joe does not feel, my fiance doesn't feel bitter about romance per se, but he doesn't like feeling pressured and being told what to do in the context of romance. And what I believe is that like with everything in this life, you get to choose your narrative around this day. You get to choose what it means to you. You don't have to do something commercial and cliche and obvious. In fact, if you are someone that just says Valentine's Day is like just one big cliche and naff, then I challenge you to do something creative with it. Because, and and I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to give you a bit of historical context into Valentine's Day. I did quite a bit of research for this episode and I learned a lot. I thought, I know I should have probably learned this before considering that I'm a love coach, but here we go. So the holiday as they like to say in America, they like to call it a holiday, don't they? Um, it actually, Val- so Valentine's has origins in the Roman festival, and I don't actually know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but Luper- Lup- Lupercalia? Lupercalia. Lupercalia, let's call it that, which was held in mid-February. And this festival, which celebrated the coming of spring, included fertility rites and the pairing off of women with men by lottery. <laughs> Kind of like Love Island, I'm guessing, a sort of Roman Love Island. So then at the end of the 5th century, Pope Gil... I can't say this name either. Pope Galatius I (laughs) replaced... Oh, fucking hell. Lupercalia, Lupercalia, that guy that we also can't pronounce, um, or that festival rather, with St. Valentine's Day. And it came to be celebrated as a day of romance from about the 14th century. So let's just take that as our top line. So Valentine's Day came to be celebrated as a day of romance from about the 14th century. So hope you've written that one down. Very interesting. Bring that out and um, in a a Tinder date, Um, virtual date or long distance, long distance, not long distance social distance i don't even again every every time i jump onto to record a podcast i'm like i don't know what's going on are we allowed to do that at the moment no idea um everything's changing so bloody rapidly so moving on another common legend states that saint valentine defied the emperor's orders and secretly married couples to spare the husbands from war now i think that that is actually really lovely um, you know, and I think in in that case, St. Valentine's actually a bit of a legend um, and, you know, pretty brave to defy the emperor's orders. Um, actually, this funnily, I've just had a memory that I used to ride um, a little horse called Valentine back in the day. Um, yeah, that's kind of not that exciting, but just, just a memory that just came to me. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? So, Valentine's Day, uh, Valentine's commonly depicts Cupid. Don't worry, I am going to get over the history bit soon. I just wanted to give you a bit of this because I found it quite interesting. I am going to get on some more sort of meat and potatoes, so to speak, soon. So Valentine's commonly depicts Cupid, the Roman god of love, uh, with hearts. So that's what we see all the time. Now, I found this really interesting. So it was thought that the avian, which I learned meant birds, mating season begins in mid-February. And so birds have also become a symbol of the day. Now, I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't really ever remember seeing birds associated with Valentine's Day much. Maybe lovebirds. Oh, yeah, maybe that. That sounds obvious. So, okay, maybe I have. Um, So traditional gifts, as you will well know, include chocolate, flowers, particularly red roses, which are a symbol of beauty and love. 
So the holiday has expanded to expressions of affection among relatives and friends. Many school children ex- exchange Valentines with one another on this day. Okay, so the important thing here, um, and the reason I shared all that is, I want you to start seeing Valentine's Day from a different perspective. So it is about love in all its forms. It is not just about romantic love. That is historically accurate um, from my research anyway. So don't use the excuse, and I do believe it is an excuse to say, oh, Valentine's Day shit, and I don't, you know, I've been left out of it because I don't have a romantic partner. Um, School kids can bloody do it and send little cards to each other. So can you. I'm going to give you some actual challenges um, further on in this podcast around this, okay? So your disdain for couples celebrating um, Valentine's Day or just the day itself. Now, this is the really important thing. This is sending a message to your brain that love is not something to be celebrated. It is sending a message to your brain that um, because if you, basically either you don't have love and therefore if you're kind of poo-pooing it, so to speak. I fucking hate that expression, but I couldn't think of anything else. If you're poo-pooing Valentine's Day because you're single and you're bitter about it, then that is going to actually repel your chances of finding love. And if you are poo-pooing Valentine's Day, even though you're in a relationship, either is it because your relationship just isn't that great and that's something to look at, or like Joe, I hope he can hear this. He's next door. (laughs) I really hope you can hear this. Um, I think it's just, to be honest, I think it's sometimes just a bit of laziness and jumping on the bandwagon of like, oh, Valentine's Day's nerf and it's all just commercial because you can't be asked to be creative and think outside the box. Don't worry, I have told him all of this sort of thing before. I want you just to be honest. If you if you feel negatively about it, just be honest with yourself about what that reason is. If I'm honest, when I've been negative, I've always been quite up and down. I've not been that bothered about Valentine's Day. I find Chris, I always found Christmas being single a lot harder than Valentine's Day. Um, but I think that, I think that I sort of was a bit down about it just because everyone else or so many people I knew were. And so I was just like jumping on that bandwagon. Um, and actually what's helped me more than anything is thinking about it in terms of like thinking about about it as a day of expressing love and telling the people you love like how great you think they are and if you can send a little card or some flowers or just something I know you can't do that to everyone um, but pick one two three people that you love who you think would really like love to receive a gift that's what I want I want you to think about because you know what it's been a bloody hard year and I think we could all do with spreading the love a little bit. Um, so even if it's your mum or your sister or your cousin, whoever it is, it will make you feel better. I feel like I may have, um, I feel like I've already jumped onto the last part there. I'm going to return to that. We're just going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. Today feels a bit shambolic. So, you know, such is life. So going back to what I was saying about your, but you know, having a real negative perception around Valentine's Day Understand that this is a limiting belief. It is a story, it is a narrative that you have created and it is not serving you. It is not serving you. So first, the key is always when it comes to like unraveling limiting beliefs is understanding that it is not gospel truth. It is not the way things are. It is your perspective and it is most likely a perspective that you have created in your mind to keep you stuck exactly where you are. 
to keep yourselves safe. I'm always banging on about how humans are, um, we are hardwired to be drawn to what's familiar over what is unfamiliar because that is a lot safer. But what it does do is it keeps us not moving. It keeps us not growing. You know, comfort zone it can be comfortable, but not a lot grows there. Not a lot happens in that space. And so if you have had, you know, particularly if you've had a really rocky year in love over the last year, as m- many of us have, even those in the best relationships have had really been challenged and tested um, because of all these bloody lockdowns, I want you to challenge yourself to just own it and say, okay, do you know what? Truth is, yes, I have been really bitter about Valentine's Day. And here is why. And then list to yourself. And if you can write these down, write this down, fantastic. List to yourself the reasons why you have, if you were really honest with yourself, why you have been bitter about Valentine's Day. And then just make the commitment, well, this year I'm going to do it differently. And if you can't quite stretch to looking at it in a positive way romantically, then what can you do that doesn't involve, if you're going to also go on about all oh, the money and all that shit, right? What can you do that doesn't involve money or involve, you know, why don't you make a card? Why don't you do something creative? Write a song. Do something that requires some of your time and your energy and your effort and give it to someone who is going to really appreciate it. Honestly, I bloody love to receive a song and I hope Joe can hear that. I would absolutely love someone to write me a little song for Valentine's Day. I have written a fair few of my own for partners and and even friends in the past. So stop using it as an excuse. Stop being a bitter Betty, <laughs> a negative Nigella, and and just just decide and commit to being a positive force for love this year. So moving on really beautifully, um, a nice little beautiful link to what I've just shared. God, this really just feels very clunky today. I apologize. I hope you're getting the odd little tidbit here. It's, it's um, what day am I recording this on? It's a Tuesday afternoon. It's 4.28 and it's just been one of those days, been one of those weeks to be honest, been one of those bloody months. I'm recording this in January um, and I'm actually really excited about Valentine's Day this year, but you probably, I don't know if you can tell that from this very rather shoddy um shoddy recording but oh well I'm gonna roll with it um I decided you know what I'm on a total little digression here um I am a recovering perfectionist I don't I used to say that with pride I didn't say recovering I said I'm a perfectionist and I thought it was like really um admirable I think most people I know claim to be perfectionists um and in the spirit of that like I was someone who I would do a recording and I'd be like oh god I fucked up this is shit and I'd record and record and record and just spend hours. And I've actually since realized that when I listen to when I listen to podcasts and I just or whatever, like a YouTube video, and I just see someone fuck up and just instead of like recording it again, just say, I'm sorry, I fucked up and I'm just gonna keep going. I can't tell you what like a massive like breath of fresh air that is for me. I'm really hoping that someone listening will find it, you know, the same that, you know, I, I just feel like social media and everything at the moment feels really quite exhausting and the level particularly on Instagram of perfection and polish and I'm sure that you know mine even can to to some degree look like that as well and that's why I think when I do these I um I'm just about like you know do it in one take and don't edit it and just just fucking just it is what it is and if people have turned off by this point then Maybe they got what they needed to hear. And if you're still listening, then thank you. I bloody love you. You're a trooper. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to think, how can I tenuously link that back to Valentine's Day? 
Well, actually, I'll link it to the next point. So the Costa Rican mantra that will transform your Valentine's experience. And actually, I'd say your life experience because it's really transformed mine when I remember it like now. Pura Vida. Pura Vida, baby. I actually have written, written a fair amount about this in the new book I'm writing, which is also called Love is Coming. Um, same name as this podcast. Um, basically what Pura Vida means, it's like a mantra they use. It's like a welcome. It's kind of like they say Pura Vida for bloody everything in Costa Rica. And it basically means it's like the pleasure in the simple things, embrace the simple things, like relax, like enjoy life, the good life, like all of those sort of things. Um, it's about, you know, being in nature, good food, good company, focusing on joy, focusing on pleasure, Oh my God, just saying it makes my whole body relax. Like the the energy of that place and the people, not not necessarily the expats, but the natives, um, the Costa Ricans, the Ticos, they are called, I believe. Um, it's like, they're just so relaxed. Like they call it Costa Rican time. You know, everyone's late for everything and it's absolutely fine. And it is just so bloody chilled. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And the reason I wanted to bring this in to Valentine's is um, I feel like, again, a lot of people's negative sort of feelings around it is the commercial aspect and the the spending of money and the, the performance that the performance aspect that I think Valentine's can be um, sort of so linked to is like such a dem- so demonstrative of um, romance and love. And actually, with when you think of Pura Vida, I'm like, how would I actually like to spend this day? Now, I know that we, no doubt we will still be in lockdown on Valentine's Day. Um, but whatever your context, you can absolutely apply a bit of Pura Vida. Like, f- less about demonstration, more about relaxed and chilled and just like what would actually bring you and the person um, that either you're sending something to or you're doing a virtual date with, whether it's, you know, romantic or platonic, uh, what would bring them pleasure? What would they enjoy? Not what do you think you should send them or what do you think the experience should be? Um, Valentine's, you know, it's, I just want to do it differently every year. I think I, I actually really like enjoy, really enjoy doing it at home um, or being away for it, ideally. I don't really, the whole fancy restaurant thing, nah. I mean, I'll probably have a bit of champagne, just any excuse. Probably have some chocolates for the same reason. Um, but, and probably have a nice meal, but probably a home-cooked one. Or, oh my God, again, digression, but I have to, (laughs) I have to drop this in here. So we've moved to, um, a village called Cranley in Surrey and I bloody love it. I'm obsessed with it. Um, and they've got this cause they don't, I mean, well, any takeaways they did have are all shut bar the fish and chip shop, which actually maybe we'll do that on Valentine's day, fish and chips and champagne. I mean, dream. Um, so they've got a cook. And so cook, if you don't know it, is basically like homemade, but frozen meals, (laughs) It's changed my life because they're like, you know, a lot of them are really healthy. depends what you want. And you literally just bung it in the oven. And it's like, it's like as if you home cooked a meal and stuck it in the freezer. So then they're cooked in batches no bigger than 16. Um, God, I really feel I should get a commission from this company, given how much I bloody talk about them. But they've changed my life. All When I lived in London it's like with Joe, like all of the meals that were cooked, uh, not cooked, sorry, like the takeouts, which honestly, it would happen sometimes three times a week sometimes four really bad or we just eat out 
Um, and now we're in lockdown and in the countryside, it's not as easy. So Cook has just replaced that. So look at it online because I believe you can actually get sent them. Um, I don't know how that works because surely they would melt. Anyway, look into it. Maybe it has to be local to you to get delivered, but it will change your life. So it's very possible that I'll have a Valentine's. To be honest, now I've said the fish and chips, chips thing. I think I think that's probably going to be our Valentine's treat, fish and chips and champagne. Anyway, that for me, that is Pura Vida to the absolute Pepsi Max all the way. So moving on, my darlings, how to guarantee the best Valentine's Day of your life this year, even if your love life is a mess. So we've touched on this already, but I want you to be really aware of the language and thought patterns around Valentine's. Don't say how shit it is and how much you hate it and all that bullshit. Just if you can't say something nice about the day, just don't say anything. Shut the fuck up. Okay. With love. Shut the fuck up. Again, this is because it's not serving you. It's not serving you to speak negatively of Valentine's because we all know Valentine's is associated with love and romance. Again, that triggers the neural pathways in your brain to associate love and romance as being something negative. You are energetically pushing it away from you. So if you can't say something nice about the day, say nothing at all. And I also want you to start thinking about, okay, what is working in my life? Wherever you are when you are listening to this, you know, this comes back to simple, good old-fashioned gratitude. Can't go wrong with a bit of gratitude. What is working? Because whatever your situation, whatever I'm struggling with, guaranteed we are doing pretty bloody well compared to a lot of people, like literally billions in the world right now. And if nothing else, this day is a day uh, or a week where we want to be counting our blessings. We want to be looking at the love that is in our life. And we want to just be celebrating that, celebrating it. You know, if you're single, you have a relationship with friends and family, hopefully, but you also have a relationship with yourself. So how can you choose to give yourself the most glorious Valentine's week because I think let's spread it out over week, not just day. Um, it's a Sunday this year, which is actually a lovely day to do Valentine's Day because it's quite a chilled one, isn't it? But how can you give yourself the most beautiful Valentine's Sunday ever? If you can't share it with someone else, either virtually or in real life, how can you, like, what is your dream day? If you had a dream at home day, favorite things to eat, favorite things to drink, all of that sort of shares, what can you do to uh, celebrate that and give it, make it magical? As I mentioned earlier, what can you do? What can you send to friends or family um, that would just make their day? Like a, a simple thing, a card that you make, song, as I've said, poem, fun, limerick. Who doesn't love getting a bloody limerick written for them? Write, write a limerick, <laughs> please. Send me a limerick. I'd bloody love to receive a limerick, can I just say? Um, so... I've also got something that I believe you would love if you are, particularly if you're feeling quite negative or you historically can be quite negative around Valentine's. Come to my very special Valentine's event. It is called Galentine's Day Lovin', a fabulously fierce virtual event for all the single ladies, single ladies, and it is only seven squid. And the reason we are charging from it, well, is because we, me and my team are actually working quite hard on it to make it really fun experience um, on valentine's day it's going to be 6 p.m uk time obviously you can tune in wherever you are in the world um, it's going to be an event and um, you can literally you know i said 
create a beautiful day experience for yourself. So this can be part of it. You're going to get dressed up. We're going to be sending you loads of sort of um, pre uh, support's not the right word, but like get we're going to be sending you stuff to get you ready and to make sure that not just the day is great for you, but the week is as well. Now, not only, this is not just about making you um, have a great Valentine's Day and week. It's actually a a strategy to help you get in energetic alignment for the romantic relationship that you want to call in. That is really what my work is about. And so I want you to think this is not just a, you know, it's seven quid, it's nothing. It's actually, um, I think we're doing a deal that for you can bring a friend and for you and a friend, it's just a tenner. So it's only three pounds more. That's a lovely little gift to give them. Um, and it do it coming to this and all the sort of prep work that we're going to give you and work isn't even the right word because it's going to be fun it's not going to be intense it's going to be fun um it really is going to be like reprogram those good old neural pathways to say yes i deserve love i deserve romance it absolutely is available to me and i absolutely am going to be celebrating and enjoying this experience i'm going to give myself the best valentine's day experience valentine's week experience ever you are going to, you're shifting your perspective. You're shifting your perspective and you're moving from that negative sort of resistance around the idea of not just Valentine's Day, but remember because of association, romance and love too, to one of positivity, opportunity, possibility, all of those exciting words. Um, And you're going to be you're going to, I promise you, you're going to come out of that whole week feeling like a different person that is my mission you know what so as I said at the beginning like we were not in lockdown um last valentine's in fact I think I had quite a nice one I can't remember what I did but probably probably went out for dinner I don't know but um clearly it wasn't that memorable but uh I always get confused with my birthday because my birthday is on the 11th anyway um I my mission is that this year no one is and no one who wants you or anyone who comes across this whether this podcast or my social posts I want to give you the opportunity to transform your experience of Valentine's Day because I know so many people are just like, they detest it. They hate it, everything it stands for. And I really want you to come out of this event and be like, oh my God, completely changed my perspective around Valentine's Day. And I feel great. And I just know that I'm going to attract the relationship that I've always wanted this year. Or if you're, you know, we've got, we've already got some women signed up and um, some of them are in relationships and they're like, I'm going to take out um, I think we're probably going to go for about an hour and a half or so, but knowing me, it'll probably go on longer, but um, it's going to be very interactive and it's going to be, he- by the way, it's going to be held over Zoom. So I get to see your beautiful faces. So you're going to have to dress up because I will be picking on you if you haven't made any effort at all. Um, I want you to really treat it like it's an actual real life date because it is with me and some other fabulous women. So um yeah, we've got some women who really want to come and they're in relationships and they're saying, look, I'm going to go off for a few hours. I'm going to have my thing, myself and my girls. Um, and then we'll, we're going to, you know, as as I am with Joe, like I'm going to kind of celebrate with him earlier on in the day and then after, after the event. And I will guarantee you, you'll be in a totally different energy. So it doesn't matter if you are single or not. Just, you know, give this gift to yourself because I'm going to be giving you tons of training um, really useful stuff that is going to be way more value than the seven pounds that you will have spent on the ticket. Um, I really just, you know, I want you to commit to a date with yourself and me and lots of other women, as I already said. 
Anyway, I'm repeating myself now, which is um, clearly a sign that it's time to start wrapping up on this very shambolic, but hopefully, reasonably at least, enjoyable podcast episode. Um, I do hope it's been helpful and insightful, if not mildly entertaining. Please come and let me know in my free Facebook group, The Love Hub, what um, uh, what of the tips or the insights that I've shared in this episode has been the most resonant for you and how you plan on implementing that tip. We will, by the way, we will be putting a link to the Galentine's event in the show notes below. Um, so do check it out there. Now, if there is one thing I want you to take away from this episode, it is that you get to determine your experience of V-Day. No one else. So make it a good one, my loves, because it really will be setting your love life up for the rest of the year. And it will be doing that, whether unconsciously, negatively, or consciously, if you, particularly if you decide to come to the Galentine's Day event. Um, But either way, if you just implement what I've shared, that'll work too. You know, it will be setting you up really positively from a good feeling, vibration and energy to go into the rest of 2021 and start attracting some good shit. And listen, it's not just about attracting romance. When you are in a uh, positive energy, high frequency energy, you will become a magnet for all the other good shit. That's why, you know, they say so often in 12 step rooms, like the better it gets, the better it gets. When one area of your life is going well, it actually tends to have a knock-on effect on other areas of your life going well as well. And I'm sure that you've experienced that particularly over the last year. You know, when one area starts falling apart, it has a knock-on effect and other areas start falling apart. So just think about this as an investment in you, an investment in your year. You know, we're still right at the beginning of 2021, even if, as a lot of people have been telling me, it's been a bloody shit start to the year so far. It doesn't have to carry on that way. Don't fall into the trap of like, well, that's this year written off. No, change the narrative, change your story, decide, actively decide that this is going to be your most love-filled, romantic, delicious, delightful, exciting, vibrant, all of those words, year so far. So my darlings, that's about all for now. I really hope that um, I see you at the Galentine's event. And if not, I do hope that you will continue to tune in to the Love is Coming podcast for future episodes. (laughs) I really have to stop rambling now. So I'm going to get off and leave you to the rest of your day. Have a good one, my darlings. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. And if you want to learn how to court consciously during COVID and call in the healthy, happy relationship you desire and deserve, don't forget to download my free audio training called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate over at getyoursoulmate.com forward slash free training. The link is also in the show notes for this podcast episode. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.